as the Bears host the Red Raiders coming up tomorrow. All right, our uh, our weary traveler joins us now. Chris Level joins us. Uh, I was telling everybody here, Chris, about kind of the uh, uh, the give and take of travel <laughs> for you today, but uh, I'm hoping you guys are here in Waco. I am, and I apologize for the delay. No need to apologize. Uh, but 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 we're yeah we're 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 all good. I'm I'm here in Waco and uh, lovely city, and uh, away we go. But not not weary traveler, thankfully. But it's <laughs> nice and smooth. But ready for ready for a big game tomorrow. That's funny. Did you hear what happened? Uh, the Kansas women played here on Wednesday. They couldn't land in Waco because of the weather. They landed in Houston and had to bus up here. And it was a long bus ride, like four hours because of the weather. So, And then going back, uh, they couldn't go back Wednesday night, so they had to spend the night and go back on Thursday, back to Houston, and then fly out of there. So glad you guys missed that. Not ideal at all. But, yeah, nobody nobody sees those kinds of things. They just see the games. Right. A lot that, lot, lot that goes into all this stuff, for sure. Did you guys have any ice or anything serious out there this week? Uh, not, not a lot. I mean, it, it was cold. There was some precip and all that, but it didn't, we didn't get hit like the Metroplex or even Abilene or anything like that. I mean, it was, you know, so we kind of lucked out there, but yeah, temperature is definitely uh, below freezing and all that. So luckily we didn't get too much precip. There was a snow day mixed in. So all the kids in uh, Lubbock got to miss a day of school. But other than that, no, we, we, we dodged it mostly. Hey, there you go. That's good. I don't want our time to get away without uh, getting your thoughts on that game Monday night. Uh, unbelievable comeback uh, by Tech to win over Iowa State in Lubbock. Uh, biggest comeback in Tech history, in Big 12, and even Big 8 history to come from 23 down in the second half. Uh, Chris, what was that like? Uh, well, <laughs> I, can't, still, I still can't believe it, uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I mean, it, it made no sense. Uh, you... You know, the the first thirty minutes and the last ten minutes were complete opposites. I'm like, it's it's almost as if Iowa State was like, you know what, we're playing really good. We're we're kind of tired of it right now. Texas Tech, you you start to play good for a while. So I, I don't know. It, it it was really bizarre. I think, I think ultimately what you saw was you saw that uh, Iowa State's freshman point guard, Taman Lipsy, kind of started to struggle a little bit, and the Red Raiders decided to go small with about eleven minutes to go. And and it and started to pressure a little bit full court, and they haven't really done much of that. But it kind of changed the and, and almost out of necessity. You know, at this mm-hmm. point, you're down twenty twenty three points. Uh, you know, fifty nine thirty six, I think, was the score, and you 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 essentially kind of had to do something to to try to give yourself a chance. And you know, Jeff Hackson and I, who called the games together, I, I said, man. You know, if if you're if you're going to make a run here, you're going to have to start it pretty quickly, and you're going to, and everything's going to have to go right. And the crazy thing, John, is that they they started to make make some baskets and get some turnovers, but but they were they were not very good at the free throw line down the stretch, and mm. it was kind of a Iowa State collapse as much as it was a, a Texas Tech kind of comeback. But it, it just it, it was it was just wild. I mean, I, I just can't. I mean, the, the only time you had the lead in that game was in overtime, uh, but. Wow. It, it just, uh, you know, because you, you didn't bomb away from three. You didn't, you know, there was a 17-2 run initially to kind of get you back into it. But anyway, going small, and I, I think Iowa State really struggled, struggled with the pressure, and they got in some foul trouble, and that really kind of amplified it. But, yeah, wild, wild night in Lubbock on Monday night for sure. Well, we've been saying, you know, and Tech was 0 for 8, 0 and 8 in Big 12 play prior to that game. We're saying Tech's going to get somebody. We just don't know who or when, and, man, it happened Monday how big is that to sort of get that monkey off your back and get that first conference win? 
Yeah, and, and it's just that this is just not anywhere near the same team that like came into Waco last year. This is a young team. They've not been healthy uh, at all. Uh, don't know how healthy they'll be uh, tomorrow. It's just been kind of one thing after the other. But I mean, it, it's just kind of been weird for those of us around the program that that, that last year's team and this year's team are really complete opposites. Uh, you, you were you were old and really long and athletic and all those things last year. And this year you're just much younger and you're not quite as big. Part of that is because you're injury to Fardal Zamac. But yeah, they, they, they just been, and they've kept so many of these games close. Uh, but uh, only at Iowa state, ironically enough, was the, was the worst game you played all year. And I thought, okay, Iowa state's about to do this same thing to you again. Uh, and then you, then you come back. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some confidence there. They've won two in a row. LSU's not great, but uh, but any road win in the SEC is a good one, and so yeah, you got a little confidence, and you know they've a long road back to try to even get into the conversation of getting into the NCAA tournament. But you had to get the first one before you can get the second one, so uh, that's that's a challenge now. And they've got back to back road trips. They go to Stillwater, who's really hot now, all of a sudden uh, playing Oklahoma State uh, early next week. So uh, not not easy uh, on the road in the Big Twelve at all. Yeah, for sure. And how about this? Tech and uh, who Oklahoma State and Kansas currently have the longest win streaks of any schools in the Big 12. It's uh, two games. Two games <laughs> is the longest win streak right now. <laughs> in that wild? sums it up, man. It pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And we all, we all understand what life is like night in and night out in the Big 12. We see it. Uh, but I, I think what's, what the country is seeing is the data you know, the net rankings, all, all the numbers are supporting it overwhelmingly that this league is just an absolute wagon every night. I mean, it is, and it's just, the coaching is really good. The depth on these teams are really good. The guard play is really good. You, your, your trio of guards is, is as good as anybody in the country. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's just, and so, you know, I, I think the conference champ could have as many as five or six losses when all is said and done, and that's just how this thing's going to go. I agree. I, I'm I'm thinking twelve and six could win this league this year, yeah. which is crazy and it may to think be a about. Tie. And, and it may be right. a tie to to try to win it, and then you try to go through the tiebreakers to figure out who's the one yeah. and all those kinds of things. So that'll be fun. Final thought, and we'll let you go. Um, any particular thoughts about the first meeting Baylor won in Lubbock, eighty-one seventy-four on uh, January seventeenth? Anything stand out in your mind from a tech perspective on that game? <laughs> well. I just know this: if if you can't turn a team over more than three times, right. good luck. I don't care where I don't care I don't care where that game's being played uh, on the moon or in Waco or in Lubbock. You're, it's not going to go well for you. And you know, Keon, I mean, the Red Raiders make more three pointers in that game than Baylor does. Mm-hmm. And that 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 is when you look at the at the box score, and you're like, wow, man, I would have thought you would have had a better chance. But it, it really just came down to. But Baylor just controlled that game. They were up 16, I think, with about 10 to go. But they just they just kind of kept Tech at arm's length the entire game, and you just could never get over the hump. I mean, Baylor's guards are just too good, and that's why if you found something, if you're Texas Tech and kind of want to go small ball a little bit, this is a bad matchup for you because that's not necessarily going to work like it did against Iowa State if that's what you're hoping can kind of turn you around. But they may try to do it, but that's really what sticks out to me about that game in, in Lubbock is that they kind of – you know, Baylor kind of controlled it, and you just couldn't turn the, the Bears over. Um, and that, that, was a, that was certainly a problem, especially for a Mark Adams coach team. 
I asked Coach Drew uh, for pregame we recorded today. I said, so can we count on you for three or fewer turnovers tomorrow? <laughs> and he knows how big that is. Oh, that's just huge. I bet he, I bet he signed up for that. Oh, I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like Baylor's chances if it's three or less turnovers. I, I would, too. I would, too. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Glad you're here and look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Hey, Jamo, appreciate it, man. See ya. Thank you, Chris. Chris Level of the Texas Tech Sports Network. He and Jeff Haxton will have the call for uh, Baylor and Texas Tech coming up tomorrow. Uh, our broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas beginning at 1130, tip-off at noon for Baylor and Texas Tech right here on ESPN Central Texas.